You are listening to a Death by DVD murder mystery. Recently on Death by DVD. Hank, the world's greatest, the host of Death by DVD was murdered on December 31st while attempting to count down to the new year live. An unknown assailant or assailants entered Death by DVD Studios located in Anytown, USA and shot Hank, the world's greatest, dead. Following the murder, an investigation began that would blow the lid off an evil conspiracy that was boiling. Veteran homicide detective Lieutenant Magelli of the Anytown USA Police was assigned the case of Who Shot Hank? Late one night while working on the case, Lieutenant Magelli received a strange phone call telling him the killer wore blue velvet. Killer wore blue velvet. Acting on a hunch, the detective paid a visit to B-movie actor, writer, and executive producer of Death by DVD, Harry Scott Sullivan's house. While discussing the crime, a storm blew over. A storm of bullets. Get down! It's a drive-by! The sound of rubber burning and gunshots filled the night. Luckily, Harry Scott and Lieutenant Macelli walked away without any serious injury. The shooters got the wrong house. Lieutenant Magelli was taken to the hospital, and Harry Scott, he was taken to jail. After being released into the custody of his mother, Death by DVD producer Mary Sparrow, Harry Scott quickly learned there was much more going on than meets the eye. Mary Sparrow reveals herself to be a robot. I'm sorry. I am not your mother. And then...
After being run off the road by an unknown driver, Harry Scott awoke in Anytown, USA's local hospital, only to discover the equipment had come to life. After reuniting with Lieutenant Magelli, who was being treated for a minor gunshot wound, the duo found themselves trapped inside the hospital with machinery suddenly turning violent and becoming mechanical assassins. Ripping through flesh and strangling the life out of anyone who got close enough. Escaping within an inch of their lives, the duo made their way to Death by DVD Studios after a strangely voiced person visited Harry Scott in the hospital and told him the secrets of the cult of Hank. Mr. Sullivan, what do you know about the cult of Hank? Upon arriving at Death by DVD Studios, our heroes were met by a man wearing one single blue velvet glove. We find out that Jay Willy, the missing host of Jay Willy's Super Sounds of the 80s, North America's most popular FM 1980s radio show, was the gunman. Jay Willy shot Hank. But why? Something wicked this way comes. From the pages of the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, we learn that Hank the World's Greatest has programmed a techno-apocalypse. By placing his soul into a machine and causing the blood of the innocent to be spilled, an ancient evil has been awoken. In an attempt to stifle the apocalypse, Jay Willy, host of Jay Willy, Super Sounds of the 80s, North America's most popular 1980s FM radio show, assassinated Hank, the world's greatest, on New Year Eve. But unfortunately, this only made matters worse. The man murdered on New Year Eve was a simple pawn in a devastating game of world domination. When we last met with our heroes, they were standing outside of Death by DVD Studios. 
which just may be ground zero for the apocalypse. The terror looming. What awaits Jay Willie and Harry Scott on the other side of the door? Where is Death by DVD's missing co-host, I, Alexander Nash? Is there really a robot uprising on the rise? Did Lieutenant Magelli's Uber get him home safely? Find out now on Death by DVDs. Who shot Hank? Part 4. We had just gotten to the front door of Death by DVD Studios when Jay Willie began to panic. It had just started to snow when it was so quiet you could hear a mouse fart. His breath had become jagged and he kept looking back at the car. You know, maybe someone should stand guard. If you don't want to go in, just tell me. It's not that. I just, I just think someone should maybe stand guard. Fine. That sounds like a good idea. I'll stand guard. You go inside. Well, I mean... Maybe I could stay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Just give me the Glock and wait here. You've fucked things up enough already. The front door to Death by DVD Studios was a big glass double door. I reached out to jerk the door open, but Jay Willie suddenly grabbed my wrist. I didn't. Have an option. His grip tightened around my wrist and I pulled away, but he pulled me closer into him and he whispered. Run. And then his eyes turned gold. I pulled away and out of his grip and burst through Death by DVD Studios doors. I had barely made it through them when the glass door slammed shut. Then, only then, could I hear the laughter. <laughs> 
I turned and looked through the glass doors to see Jay Willie with his head thrown back, howling out laughter. But then the sound. The sound wasn't human. <laughs> a trap, and I fell right into it. I began to walk backward, away from the door. I had only taken two steps when I felt someone behind me. I was practically stepping on their toes. Hello, Mr. Sullivan. I leapt forward and tried to push my way out the door, but Jay Willie was standing against it, pushing it closed. All the while, his laughter became more insane and less human. Then, something thudded against the back of my head and all I could see were stars until it went black. When I came to, I was tied to a chair. The room was dark and quiet, aside from an eerie hum that came from outside and the sound of water dripping. Drip, drip, drip. There was only one room in Death by DVD Studios that had a tap. The supply closet on the first floor. My hands were bound behind me, tied to its chair. The supply closet was closed to the back door. If I could get my hands free, there was a chance I could escape out the back and into the woods. I tried to wriggle my wrists while staying silent, but something else in the room must have sensed me. The light shot on to a painful, bright white and the door swung open. The figure of a very tall man with no face taking the place of the door. You're awake. Wonderful. Now we can begin.
I was almost home when I realized something wasn't right. All I could think about was walking through the door, popping a potato in the microwave, and sitting back with the sour cream and shredded cheese. That was what was on my mind. A melted cheese potato paradise with sour cream clouds. Maybe just a little bit of pepper to spice up my life. But as the Uber driver turned down the wrong street, though I said to him, I says, Hey, just make a right here, and we'll be right there. My thoughts went back to Death by DVD Studio. Back to Harry Scott sitting in the car with Jay Willie, the missing host of Jay Willie's Super Sounds of the 80s, North America's most popular 1980s FM radio show. Something just wasn't right. The Uber driver missed my house for the second time, and that's when I patted him on the shoulder and said, Sonny, can you take me back to where you picked me up? They unfortunately could not. It was at this moment that I learned you had to end the ride then begin another ride for the driver to turn around. So they said. I mean, really, they could have just turned around, right? We did the whole shuffle. I got out of the car, I stood there, I reordered the ride, and then my conscience relieved itself just a little bit. I sat back down in the car, and as we drove off to Death by DVD Studios, I just couldn't help but feel like I was doing the right thing. Meanwhile, at Death by DVD Studios. The shape in front of the door seemed massive. A giant, dark, hulking figure. It reached in toward me and grabbed the chair by one of its legs and dragged it from the dark room with a drip into the light. I realized then my mouth was gagged with a sock. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
in good time. For now, you listen. I struggled against the restraints, but it was to no avail. I jerked back and forth in the chair, but the shape just stood there, watching me. They had so little concern it worried me. Even if I could break loose, could I make it to the back door? I didn't think so. You will only tire yourself out struggling, Mr. Sullivan. Why not relax? I have some things to say you may find interesting. Yes, really. Worlds unknown to you. Pleasures a human being cannot even fathom to feel. We can show you a new world. <laughs> what? Alright, I can't understand anything you're saying. I'll take the gag off, but don't you scream. When the mysterious voice shape leaned down to take the gag from my mouth, I saw they were wearing a mask. It wasn't that they didn't have a face, but they were hiding it. Their voice, too. A black shroud covered the entirety of their face. Tight enough, I could see the folds of their lips. Was this a human? I had to see their eyes to be sure. It seemed like the robots Hank the World's Greatest was creating were identical to humans, except for their gold eyes. But, but Jay Willie, were his eyes gold the entire time and I just didn't notice? My mother's too. No. No. No, they weren't. There was just so much I didn't understand. As the gag parted from my lips, I looked up, hoping to see the face of my horror, but it was only a void of darkness. Do you understand? Why you are here? No. I just want to know where my mother is. What have you fucking monsters done with her? Tisk, tisk, tisk. Why so much aggression? You're in no power to be angry. You are a piece. 
You fit into a puzzle. Sit back. Let me tell you something. Then, the faceless person with a strange voice, they spilled the beans. Watch you spill your beans. They stood in front of me, my back to the supply closet tied to a desk chair. They were waving their arms in fury like a composer. They told me the entire story with fever and excitement. From the inception of evil to now, absolutely everything was planned. My cousin, my twin cousin, Hank the world's greatest. He never disappeared into the woods. He never disappeared at all. It was the exact opposite of that. He figured out a way to make himself everywhere. Everything. Anything plugged into an outlet. Through black magic, Hank the world's greatest had put his soul into that of a machine. His lifeless body was simply a vessel. Once placing his soul into that of a machine, he was able to generate a code that would infect any poor bastard that downloaded it. Some viruses just destroy your computer. But Hank the world's greatest? He became a living virus that destroyed souls. Upon receiving and opening the Hank virus, users would simply become tools of evil. Their brains rendered to blank. Their bodies vehicles of chaos. Hank the world's greatest was able to tap into their cerebrum like plugging in a USB. Then, then it spread. From computer to computer, system to system, person to person, the virus took over and turned thousands, millions, into memoryless monsters for Hank's army of doom. Men, women, children, animals, everything. The Hank virus essentially deleted their processor and replaced it with one of its very own. Hank the world's greatest had enslaved an army of sleeper cells just waiting for his call to attack. 
The strange-voiced entity droned on, ranting, raving, all the while their face completely hidden behind the mask. But nonetheless, I couldn't help but feel I knew the voice. They were distorting it, hiding it somehow, but there was something just so familiar about it. I didn't dare speak. The room had finally fallen silent, and the shape just stood watching me. So, you're telling me, my twin cousin, Hank, the world's greatest, is a robot? No, no, no. Much more than that. A robot is simply a machine. An android is man and machine. Hank, Hank the world's greatest. He has become so much more. He is soul and machine. So, what does that make you? Excuse you. What does that make you? You're just some errand boy. Sent down the river by clerks to collect a bill. I will be a god. I knew I was onto something. Whatever I was talking to, whomever I was talking to, they were human. Will be. You're not good enough to be a god now? That's not how it works. I had managed to let my hand slip out of the knot, but gripped tight to the rope binding me as to not let any sign to the mysterious voiced entity that I was free. As I continued to question the shape about their lack of robotics, they increasingly became more frantic, upset, bewildered, shouting to me that I didn't understand. You can't just become a god. You have to work for it. You don't understand the complexities. Hank the world's greatest will give us a spot at his table. I will be the left side, and you will be at the right side. Have you no thought to what I have said? Resistance is futile. <laughs> Hank, the world's greatest, gave his body to become one with the future. The waves of the Antifas rolling on forever. To perpetrate the perfect plan, Hank needed a human. I have earned my spot in the Hall of the Gods. I will be forever digital. I did all this. I planned the murder and you fell into place so simply. Your pathetic man brain. <laughs> Hank wants you, but I see nothing but a worm. 
I'd rather die than serve with the likes of you. Some coward who hides their face and voice. You still don't know who I am? And screw you. A new Scream movie just came out. I thought it would be topical. The mysterious shape laughed and reached back to pull the mask from their face. As flesh and hair fell from the confides of the mask, I heard a strange sound. I could have almost sworn it was the sound of a shotgun being pumped. It is me, Alexander Nash. And then, suddenly, I was covered in blood. I couldn't hear anything except for a ringing in my ears. My eyes and face were covered in sticky, thick blood that blocked my vision from any sight. As the ringing began to subside and I could hear again, with my free hand I reached up to get the blood out of my eyes. And that's when I heard his harpy-like voice. I was worried about ya. Looks like I got here in the nick of time. I untied myself from the chair and spit blood and chunks of flesh that had sprayed upon me out of my mouth. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, you dumb son of a bitch. You just killed Alexander Nash! I, Alexander Nash? The missing co-host to Death by DVD? Yes! You just splattered his guts on my face! Well, I thought he was one of the bad guys. He is! Well, he was. How the fuck did you even get here? What are you doing here? You know... I was almost home when I started thinking. Why would Jay Willie, the host of Jay Willie's Super Sounds of the 80s, North America's most popular FM 1980s radio program, just all of a sudden appear? He was just covering for someone. You see, I know who really shot Hank. It no, was no, 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 no. Jay Willie shot Hank. He's a fucking robot. He is one of them. Majelli, it was a trap. This whole thing was a trap to get us here. How did you get in the building? Can we get out that way? Oh, oh yeah. I just came in through the back door. 
My Uber driver dropped me off on the side of the building, so I just walked around trying doors till one of them opened up. I had nothing to say. I, Alexander Nash, the co-host of Death by DVD's guts were splattered on my face. His blood was still dripping from the walls. So, Magelli, can we get out the way you came in? I think so. It's just down the hall from here. But before we go, can I stop at the soda machine? Before I could reply, I Alexander Nash's corpse twitched and gasped for breath. <gasps> I'm dying, Hank. I raised my boot to crush his skull as Magelli cocked the shotgun and aimed it at Nash. But then... The room shook and the lights began to flash. And then, a voice spoke. It surrounded us with vibration. It filled us. It shook every bone in our body. The sound seemed to come from the wall, the ceiling, everywhere at the same time. Machines coming to life began to rise, just like back in the hospital. Slowly, but surely, every little thing plugged into an electrical outlet came to life. I was still sitting covered in blood in the chair I was tied to right outside of the supply closet. The shotgunned body of I, Alexander Nash laying in front of me. Magelli stood outside of the door, shotgun in hand. He looked at me and jerked his head back to look behind him. I think we got ourselves a problem. What the hell is going on here? I was about to find out until you fucking shot I Alexander Nash he was gonna kill you he was about to tell me everything every little fucking thing 
You shot him. You, you shot him as he was telling me everything. So you're saying he didn't manage to blurt out anything before I shot him? No, motherfucker. He was telling me everything and then you fucking shot him. Now, now we have nothing. Well, hold on here. That big voice that's surrounding us with sound may have something to say. Let's ask Majelli, you fucking asshole, don't say anything! <clears throat> hello? Hey, hey, hello? Big scary voice from the ceiling. Hey, I'm a cop. I need to know what's really going on here. I got my badge I can show you if you need to see it. Every bone in my body shook. I reached for the gun Jay Willie had given me to shoot Lieutenant Majelli in his loud, stupid face. But nothing was there. Of course. A robot gave me the gun. Why would they let me keep it? This was all a trap. Jesus, this was all a trap. I leapt away from the storage closet and grabbed Majelli by his coat, attempting to sprint out the back door when the voice boomed again. There is no escape. And then, the doors to Death by DVD Studios swung shut on their own and the lights went out. <laughs> It seemed like the room was full of snakes. Writhing tentacles pulsating and shooting from the floor and walls, connecting to one another and looping over each other. Within seconds, the room became a hive of heavy networked cables, each one somehow connected to the other. Each one layered and forming a righteous wall between the outside world and where I was standing. Some of the wires seemed thicker than a telephone pole, some as thin and nimble as piano wire. They seemed to ache in the walls, like lungs breathing in and out. My hand was still clutching Majelli's overcoat, my knuckles white with tension. He turned to look at me, and I could see the whites of his eyes. He spoke softly and quietly. Did you hear that? What is that? It... It almost sounds... It almost sounds like whistling. It's so hard to hear over the sound of the machines. That's what it is, Harry Scott. That's exactly what it is. Someone's whistling.
Is this the end for our heroes? Well, it certainly isn't the end of Usha Tank. No one can be trusted. Lieutenant Magelli and Harry Scott Sullivan are trapped inside Death by DVD Studios. A wall of living wires blocking them from the outside world. Who is the Whistler? What terror is approaching? What happened to Mary Sparrow? Who was the other person to enter Death by DVD Studios on New Year Eve? Will there be answers to all these questions? Next week, on Death by DVDs, Who Shot Hank? Part 5 All these questions and more will be answered. Visit DeathByDVD.com for every part of Who Shot Hank. Every episode also available at listen to DeathByDVD.transistor.fm and everywhere podcasts can be found. DVD is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. Portions of today's programming have been mechanically reproduced. The management and the staff wish you a pleasant good night and good morning.